Let's pray. God, we thank you for an opportunity uh, to be in this place that you have created, the church that you've established, and uh, we're so thankful for it. Such a unique place. Let us never take it for granted. God, I ask this morning that you would do what only you could do, that you'd use the words that I speak, that you'd go beyond my communication and articulation. God, that you'd answer questions that people have been wrestling with for a long time. Uh, you, know, you know the burdens. You know, you know. You sent your son so that you would know what it's like to be human. And so we just ask for your help. We ask that you would help us in this moment, that you would think through our thoughts. We just, some of you today, can you just do this right where you're at? Just take a deep breath in, deep breath out. It's easy to get so stressed and overwhelmed with life. Yeah, we just relax. We ask that you would help us in this place, in this space. We look to you today in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Thanks, Jeremy. If you have your Bibles, let's look in uh, 2 Timothy. We're going to look at 2 Timothy uh, this morning. 2 Timothy uh, is actually a letter written by Paul to Timothy. If you understand the context or the narrative of, of Scripture, these are guys that were kind of pioneers of the faith that we all participate in today. So this is before there was like, uh, you know, churches as we know them, people who practice the Christian faith. This is kind of like when they were just getting it going. So they had to like communicate with one another. They had to encourage each other. They had to remind each other of things much like we do today, but even that much more because it was the beginning of something, beginning of something new and the beginning of something uh, fresh. So I want to read this passage of scripture and then we'll kind of go from there. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 6 out of the NIV and then verse 7 out of the New King James Version just for the sake of uh, our conversation today. It says this in verse 6. It says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7 says this, and, and you may be familiar with this passage of scripture. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, everybody say power, and of love and of a sound mind. The power and of love and of a sound mind. So, so he says, for this reason, for what reason? Because God has not given you a spirit of fear, because God has actually given you a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of, the sound, of a sound mind. Here's what, here's what I'm going to do. Because you're supposed to be of that spirit, I want to remind you to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. A couple days ago, I was... Um, I was playing racquetball with some buddies. I'm like, man, racquetball is a dying sport. It's really sad. I don't know if you've ever played racquetball, but it's like the one sport that I'm decent at. I don't have a lot of athletic abilities. Um, but I seem to, for whatever reason, get friends that are like athletes, like really good athletes, and they take me out to play sports. And I can hustle because I'm good at like trash talk and things like that. So I can usually talk them down and act like I'm going to beat them, even if I can't, I get inside their head. You know, if you can get inside someone's head, you can usually turn the game around. And so... I was out playing racquetball because it's a sport that I'm good at. And I took a couple of my friends, which are athletes. Um, one of them is my buddy Anthony, who is one of our uh, campus pastors here at the church. Yep. And uh, you know Ant, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a natural born athlete. He just is. He's got a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of guts and he goes for it. And then the other uh, person I took was uh, Marcus. Marcus is a, is a former collegiate athlete. Uh, he's going to play in the CFL this next year. And so he's big time as well. But boy, oh boy, did I smoke him on that racquetball court. I tell you. Smoked them like a joint, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, smoked them like smoked salmon, you know what I mean? Smoked them like a Traeger smoked meat on Sunday afternoon. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I smoked them, dude. It felt good, too, boy. It felt good. I worked them on that racquetball court. And I got to tell you, because I don't know if it'll happen again, so I got to, like, really, you know, just let you know everything that I, that I did. But we're, we're <laughs> playing racquetball. And... Uh, I forgot something outside. If you don't know what a racquetball court looks like, because most people don't, it's like uh, hardwood floors, and there's a flat wall, and then in behind, there's like a plexiglass wall. And so I was trying to get out of the racquetball court, and you had to go through the plexiglass wall, and there's like a door in the plexiglass wall. So I turn around, and I'm, I, they're like hitting the ball around, kind of warming up, whatever. I'm trying to open this door, and I can't figure out this door. I can't figure out how to open this door, and I just came in this, this door. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm messing with it, and I'm looking foolish, and I'm like, how, how the heck does this door work? And I'm trying, I'm messing with it, and, and, and Marcus, he, Marcus, he's kind of, uh, he's kind of sarcastic. He just laughed. He's just looking at me and going, <laughs> like, just laughing at me, like, helping me out at all. Anthony, Anthony, you know, Anthony, Anthony is just, like, way too nice. You ever know somebody's just too nice? You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro, too nice. He's like, no, 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 bro, the other one, the other one. I'm like, what the other one? Like, he's like, no, 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 the, the other one, the other one. And I'm, like, sitting there. We're doing this for, I don't know, it seemed like a minute. Like, this, I'm just, and finally, I realized I'm not turning the door. I'm messing with the hinge. I'm not even opening the door at all. I'm, it's not even the door handle. It's the, it's the hinge. And, and so finally I go and I open the door, uh, you know, by the, by, the, by the door handle, and they make fun of me, and it was all good. But um, it, it's funny, like, you ever had these moments in life 
where everybody else can see something, but you can't see it. And, and when everybody, there's, I mean, there's nothing more frustrating than when everybody else can see something and you can't see it. I can't tell you that. I mean, I'm getting a little enraged on the inside trying to open that door. Like mad because they're, they're, they're laughing, they're having a good time because they can see what I'm doing wrong, but, but, but I can't see it. Sometimes it's frustrating when you're surrounded by people, when you feel like everybody else gets it but me. It seems like everybody else can see clearly, but I can't see things. the way You ever played a game of I Spy? Like, there's not a game that starts more peaceful and ends more frustrating, right? Like, you know, like, I'll play with my kids sometimes. And at first, like, hey, Dad, let's play I Spy. It's like, okay, let's play I Spy. I Spy something red. How about the stoplight? Nope, not that. How about the stop sign? Nope, not that. How about the blinking light right there? Nope, not that. Ha ha, Dad, you can't guess it. Ha ha. And then you start going from, okay, I don't want to play I Spy anymore. You understand what I'm saying? We're done. We're done playing I Spy. No more games. Be quiet. And that's a silent game till we get home. Like, that's just... (laughs) <laughs> because they can see something that I can't see, and it's frustrating. It can be this way, too, like, like as it pertains to, to, to things that you're good at. You, you have people surrounding you that may see things in you that you don't see in yourself. You ever, you ever, you ever been there? People say, you're so encouraging, or you're so friendly, or you're so naturally charismatic, and you think to yourself, I don't, I don't really see that in me. It's funny, my, uh, my oldest son, he started playing sports. He's a whole lot more athletic than I was at his age, and he's gotten to play different sports because of the school that he goes to. But it's funny to even watch him, like, we'll practice different things and just kind of get him reps. I'll be out playing practicing basketball or something like that. And he, when he's practicing with me, he has a different energy. He has a different sense of confidence. Like, he'll, t- he'll try to, like, juke dad. You know what I mean? Like, he'll try to rock it to the right, rock it to the left, and, like, break it. But, but, but then when I get into a game, it's funny because I'll, I'll watch him, and I can almost see him sometimes get a little bit intimidated or not have the same amount of confidence. And it's crazy because as a dad... I see the potential that's in him. Like I, like, I see him when he's practicing on the court with me, and I see the way that he maybe behaves differently when he's around this group of people or when the pressure's on. And I think to myself, man, I, I wish you could see what is in you. I've, I've experienced this in my life, if I'm honest with you. I mean, even to think that I'm up here preaching and, and speaking to you today, like, I've always thought that maybe I had a communication gift, but if you've been around this church for any length of time, like, when I first started speaking or preaching, I, I would sit at a stool, and I'm I basically read my message because I, was, I, was, I, di- I didn't think I had the ability to just get, get up and talk, to be able to express thoughts or ideas, to be able to articulate, to communicate. I just didn't think that it was in me, even though I had people around me that, that would tell me, hey, I think that you have an ability here. Isn't it funny when you look at some of the most gifted people in all of the world, musicians, right? Think about some of the most, think about your favorite rapper or music artist. And how many times have we heard the story say, man, you're so gifted the way that you do it. You're a pioneer. You're the king of this. You're the queen queen of this. And yet you look at those people, and those people can't really see what they possess. I I I think this is the the, the crux of the conversation that Paul is trying to get going with Timothy. He says, Timothy, I got to remind you. I got to remind you that there's something in you, and you got to fan into the flame the gift of God that he has placed in you. Why? Because you may be in this place and you may have had a really good dad or a really good mom. And if you had a really good dad and you had a really good mom, that really good dad or really good mom probably told you that they believed in you. Son, I believe in you. I believe you're going to accomplish great things. I believe that you're going to be great. Daughter, I, I believe in you. I believe that you're going to accomplish great things. If you had a good mom and a good dad who participated in faith and believed in God, you know what they probably also told you that God believes in you. That God has a plan and a purpose for your life. But the brutal reality is no matter how much dad and mom believe in you, and the brutal reality is no matter how much God believes in you, if you don't believe in what God has placed on the inside of you, you're going to be like me trying to open a door on a racquetball court trying to turn the hinge. What am I talking about? You'll never be able to access the great life that is available to you, folks, if you don't choose to believe in yourself. And this can kind of seem like New Age cycle babble, but this is, this is the essence of the message of Christianity. Think about it. God loved you so much that he gave you the gift of existence. If God believed in you, shouldn't you believe in you? He tells Timothy, 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 you got a fan into, the, into a flame, the gift that God has placed inside of you. Do you see what you possess? But most of the time we don't. I think it's hard for us to own that I believe in me as it pertains to this. I believe that I have something special. I mean, how many people say that? Very few. Very few. And yet, according to the context of Scripture and our belief system, every single person in this room, 
God has placed a flame on the inside of you that has the ability to burn if you will fan it. He has put a gift on the inside of you. I think a lot of times we, we just can't see it. I think the reason we can't see it is because it doesn't start with a flame. He says you've got to fan it into a flame. In other words, you know what it starts? It starts with a spark. It starts, it starts with an ember. In other words, the thing that you should be believing in, the gift of God that's on the inside of you, you know what, you know what it looks like? It looks like this. That's it. So, 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 so it's, not, it's not a flame that's within you. He says, Timothy, you got to fan into a flame. You tracking with me this morning? you you got to believe in what God has given. you got to fan into a flame the thing that God has given you. And I think a lot of times we overlook it because it's just a spark. It's just a spark. It doesn't seem like much. It doesn't seem like much, yet it is the very thing in your life that no matter how old you get, no matter how far you run, no matter how many times you try, it keeps coming back around. Jeremiah said it like this. He says, your word is like fire that is shut up in my bones. And no matter how far I run, no matter where I go, I can't, I can't get away with it. It's the one thing that keeps coming back around. Your word is like fire shut up in my bones. In other words, the thing that God has spoken that you are supposed to be, it is like a fire. It is like a flame that continues to spark within you. And if you don't choose to acknowledge it or see it, you know what happens? You get frustrated. You ever see this in your life? I get, you get frustrated. I feel stuck. Why do I get frustrated? Why do I feel stuck? Because there's something in me that's trying to start, but it requires that I move past just knowing that God believes in me, and he does, just knowing that my parents or my family or my friends or the people around me believe in me, and they might. What matters more? I have to take action. I have to do something. He's saying, Timothy, I can't do it for you. You have to fan into a flame the gift that God has placed on the inside of you. I think it's easy to overlook. I think it's easy to think that you don't have anything because it starts just like a spark. Other people in this room, you know exactly what you have. You know that you have something special, but it's hard for you to be honest, and it's hard for you to surrender to the God call on your life. It's hard for you to have the bravery and the courage to step out for one of two reasons. One, you're afraid that people will, will laugh because your ideas seem too big and grandiose, or you think that they will mock them because they seem too simple. What am I talking about? There's people in this room that you have dreams and you have a vision and you have a plan and there's things that are inside of your heart. God wants to use you to do big, grand things. And for you, you think, man, to say that, I don't know, they might think that it's just ego. They might think it's just pride. They might think that it's just a pipe dream. Others of you in this room, you don't want to go after the thing that God has placed into your heart. You don't want to fan that thing into a flame because people are just going to think that it's stupid, that it's silly. You just want to be a stay-at-home mom and raise your kids. Yeah, that's, that's all you want to do. What am I talking about? Everybody has a different flame. God has given everybody a different spark. What, what, what are you doing with it? And what he's, what he's telling unto Timothy is he's saying, man, if you're going to have the greater life that I have destined for you, if you're going to have the life that you're really going to be looking for, I got, I got to remind you that you have a responsibility to fan it into a flame. He says, but, but the reason that I remind you, and you got to connect the dots, because he starts this whole conversation, he says, for this reason, I remind you. For, for, for what reason? Well, he says, because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. In other words, for that, because, because of your spirit that you should possess, I remind you to fan into a flame. I think a lot of times we can't fan into a flame because we have the wrong spirit. What, what am I talking about? <laughs> I have not given you a spirit of fear. Let's define the terms. Fear is not just, oh, the boogeyman, or I got a monster under my bed, or I'm afraid of the dark, or I don't like snakes, I'm afraid of spiders. Fear is paralysis. Fear is anything that causes you to stop moving ahead into the place that God has called you. Fear is stuck. Anybody ever feel stuck? When, when, when you, what he's saying is, I haven't given you a spirit of stuck. I, I, I ha, because I haven't given you a spirit of paralysis, because, in, I, because I have not given you a spirit of, I don't know where to go from here. I guess it's just kind of a lost cause. I guess this is the end for me. He says, I haven't given you that type of stuck spirit. He says, instead, I've given you a spirit of love and a power and a sound mind. And because I've given you that spirit, now you should be able to take the spark that keeps trying to light inside of you, and you should be able to fan it into a flame. Let's take a little bit further. What are we talking about when we talk about spirit? I've not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. What are we talking, we're talking about spirit? We're not just talking about like you are a spirit. The context of our conversation here is, is, is your mindset, is your operating system. Because here, here's what happens. Whatever spirit you, you possess will determine the life that you have. 
Okay, let me break it down if you're not New King James. Whatever mindset you possess, whatever operating system that you possess will determine the life that you have. Scripture says it like this, as a man thinks in his heart, so will he be. So what he's really getting after here is, is because I've given you an opportunity to cling to a different mindset, a different operating system, a different way of thinking. Because you can think different, now your life can actually be different, and you can yield to the thing that I have placed on the inside of you. You can literally then let go of all of the fears that you have, of all of the different reasons why you can't fan the thing that I've given you into a flame, and you can begin to fan that thing into a flame. Today, I want to do a spirit check. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a, a, a mindset check. It's one thing that I'm super passionate about. Super, super passionate about. I think in our world, we over-magnify this idea of hard work and external hustle. We tell people, you have something in you, and you need to work hard, and you need to go after it, and you need to network, and you need to dream big dreams, and you need to do whatever it takes, and you need to, no sleep, no sleep, no sleep. And I think we far over-magnify the external hustle, and we far under-magnify the internal hustle. What, what am I saying? Things only change externally if you can get them to change internally. This is, this is what he's saying. Because I haven't given you an internal operating system of fear, because your internal operating system and your mindset should be one of love, power, and a sound mind, because it's, it's working on the inside, it should be able to begin to work on the outside. Some of you in this place, the reason, that, the way that you're going to get to the life that you want is not more by more hustle and grind externally, it's by more hustle and grind internally. I wish in the society that we lived in that we could get a whole lot better. When people say, what have you been up to? What have you been, oh, just busy, just working on building this and doing this business and starting this endeavor. I wish when somebody asked you what you've been working on, you can't see the things that I've been working on because they're on the inside. But if I ever get the things right on the inside, you better watch out because things are about to change on the outside. A spirit check. Because if I can change my mind, and this is not psychobabble. This is like society did not come up with this. God came up with this. If you could change the way that you think, hello, you could change your life. So he says, if you, want, if you want to be able to really look within you and steward and fan into it, grow what I have given you, here's what you have to have. You have to have a spirit of love. If you take a note, write this down. Spirit of love. What are we talking about? A mindset of love. So he says, so let's, let's just kind of streamline it. I haven't given you a mindset of fear. I haven't given you a mindset of stuck but I've given you a mindset of love. So if I feel stuck, chances are I don't have a mindset of love. I'm going to talk through this, okay? So, so what, what is a mindset of love? Meaning love would be the lens through which I see the world. Sounds real fluffy, right? Sounds like, okay, yeah, love, love and peace. No, no, no. What, what is love? So as we begin to dig into this, if you've ever read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it gives you this, like this crazy list about what love is, right? Love is patient. You probably heard it. Love is kind, right? Love believes the best. Love endures. Love is not rude, it gives this, 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 this long list. And if you're anything like me, when you start thinking about, okay, so you're telling me in order to really be the person that I need to be, I have to have a mindset of love. And love is, love is patiently. Do you know the people that I know? Do you know how hard it is to be patient with the people that I'm, do you know, you don't obviously don't know my kids, right? Because you, you, you be, be patient. Don't be rude. What about when people are rude to me? I don't know that I'm ever, do you know how hard this is? But see, to be patient with other people doesn't really start with being patient with other people. To be patient with other people starts with being patient with you. Here, here we come full circle again, and it's going to get really, really uncomfortable because this is a, you, you, you have to, if you want to really level up and unlock some things, you got to learn to love you. Isn't it funny in scripture that God says things like love your neighbor, and he doesn't stop there. He says, as you love yourself. Why you got to say that for you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of us would rather struggle our entire lives trying to love, trying not to be rude and trying to be more patient and trying to be more kind than we would like to try to be more patient with me and try to be more kind to me and try not to be rude to me. But in accordance with this principle, if I'm ever going to be able to have a mentality, a mindset of love, it doesn't start with them. It starts with me. See, people who have, people who are um, not patient with others, I guarantee you they're not patient with themselves. People who have low grace for people in society, they also have low grace for themselves. And I'm here to tell you, if you could ever learn to, if you could ever learn to love you in the midst of your issues, it would be easy to love other people in the midst of theirs. 
The fact that you struggle so much to love people in the midst of their dysfunction, you know what it really reveals? That you struggle to love yourself in the midst of your dysfunction. And it shouldn't be this way. Why? For God so loved the world. God didn't send his son for perfect you. God sent his son for broken you. He sent his son for messed up you. He sent his son for dysfunctional you. He sent his son with, for, for be, be behavioral patterns that are outside of what they should be you. If God loved you in the midst of your mess, shouldn't you be able to love you in the midst of what you're going through? I'm not talking about, oh, it's just okay just to stay the way that I am. No, but to square your shoulders and say, I am a work in progress. And if God chose to put me here, then there's a reason that he chose to put me here. And life is not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about trusting him. It's about me realizing that I'm worth something. Because God said that you're worth something. I, 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 beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. In other words, if you can get the inside you operating in the right system, the outside you will begin to fall into place. Talking about a spirit, a mindset, a mindset of love. And that mindset of love starts with you. Second one is this. And, and let, let me just pose this question before we move on. This is a question I want you to leave yourself asking. Spirit check. Do you have a mindset of love? And if you feel stuck, then you probably don't have a mindset of, set of love. Do you, are you able to love you even though you're not the you that you want to be? Like, think, think about that. Because maybe that's the key. Maybe I need to hustle a little bit more in that area. Just go through the list. 1 Corinthians 13. Giving you homework. Go through the list. 1 Corinthians 13. Do I behave this way not first towards others? Do I behave this way towards me? Do I have a spirit of love? I have not given you a spirit of fear, love, power, sound mind. Because of that, I can fan into a flame. Second one is this. Spirit of power. Everybody say power. So a, a, a mindset of power. He says, I haven't given you a spirit of fear or a spirit of stuck. I've given you a spirit of power. When you encounter difficult situations in your life, do you allow yourself to feel paralyzed and stuck? Or do you realize that you have power available to you? Think about the context of what he's telling to Timothy. He says, fan into, the, into a flame the gift that God, the special thing that God put into you. He said, when I laid my hands upon you. Now, Paul didn't lay his hands upon us, but God did. The Bible says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. In other words, when God created you, he crafted you in his hands. And what he's saying is, remember the gift that I placed in you when I made you. See, when God made you, he crafted you, and he put a seed of greatness on the inside of you. See, you, you, you think that you're trying to find greatness, but greatness is on the inside of you. You think, I got, I got, to, cha I got to chase greatness so I can be great. You're... Your greatest days are still ahead. Yeah, they are, but the reason that they're ahead of you is because they're first of all within you. See, the, 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 the fruit that you produce is determined by the seed that you possess. And the only way that you have the ability to produce greatness in your life is when you understand that there has been a seed of greatness placed by God when he crafted you on the inside of you. What am I talking about? A spirit of power. When you walk in a room, you shouldn't be thinking it's just you walking into a room. What am I talking about? Do you... What do you believe about your existence? Is it just big old bad you by yourself with your own work ethic and your power and your ability? Or when you walk into a room, is God closer than your next breath and he walks into the room with you? When you ask bold asks, it's not just you asking, it's God asking on your behalf. You have the winds of heaven at your back. He's saying, I've given you a mentality that is greater than you just doing life on your own. I've given you a mentality of power, which means God is doing life with you. Do you think like that? If you don't think like that, maybe that's the reason that you have this fire shut up in your bones that you can't ever really seem to get to start. I start going after my, it seems like it just goes out. You get a few good runs, get three months, get really excited, maybe a year, maybe five years, maybe 10 years, but then it just seems to, I guess that, I guess that wasn't it. Or maybe not. Maybe the flame is to be fanned when you have the right spirit, the right mindset, the right mentality, a spirit of power. A mentality of my power. I, I think about my, my grandma uh, would tell me this story. She told me this story tons of times. But one time my grandpa was out uh, on a trip with his brother and uh, his son would be my oldest uncle. And my grandpa flipped this, um, this Jeep, Jeep Wrangler, I believe. And when he flipped it, it, it crushed the body 
bodies of my uncle uh, and, and my grandpa as well. And so they're in the hospital, and it's really dark. They thought my, my, my uncle was going to die. Uh, it was undecided about my, my grandfather at the time. It was just a really, really dark, heavy situation. So they came in and confronted my grandma with the, this news. Hey, we don't know that your son's going to make it. We don't know. We've done pretty much everything that we can do to save him. She says, she says I, I hear what you're saying, and, and, I, and I respect your opinion, and I, and, I, and I hear what it is that you're saying to me. And she tell me the story, and she'd always look in my eyes, and almost tears would well up in her eyes, and she said, she says, but I got a big God up there. <laughs> hey, think about this. Because I'm not just preaching. I'm, I'm asking you, what is your mentality? What is your operating system? I got a big God up there. When you're confronted with the hardest seasons of your life, what is your first response? Do you think about how small you are? Or do you think about how big God is? No, like, what's your knee-jerk reaction? Because if you think about how small you are, you got the wrong spirit, you got the wrong mentality. He says, I've given you, 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 no, 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 not fear, not stuck, not this is the end. A spirit of power. In other words, I got to choose to change my mentality to think, okay, when I'm going through tough times, I'm not, I'm not a victim here. There's, 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 there's a way. There's a way that, that, that is available to me. I can rise above this, not how small I am, but how big God is. Do you have a spirit of power? Think about this. Spirit check. Spirit check. Is my mentality, is my operating system, when I encounter things in life, is it one, that is, this is the end? No. It's I have somebody bigger than me working on my behalf with me. God is for me. Not just neutral towards me, not just okay with me. He's for me. Okay, so spirit of love, spirit of power. Here's the last one. Spirit of a sound mind. Take your notes right there. Spirit, spirit of a sound mind. In other words, a mindset a perspective that, that is of a sound mind. So let's just take the first most obvious observation. If, if you have a spirit of fear, which is a spirit of stuck, then the obvious, uh, the obvious factor here would be that you don't have a spirit of a sound mind. So if, you, if you're feeling stuck, you don't have a sound mind. So here's what I'm saying. If you feel stuck in your life, this is not the time to make decisions. Some of you in this place, you're feeling, I'm feeling stuck in my marriage, I'm feeling stuck in my family, I'm feeling stuck at my job. Okay, now is not the time to make a decision. Now is not the time. Why? Because anytime you're stuck, you're operating in the wrong mentality, the spirit of fear, you're not thinking clearly because you can't have a spirit of fear and a spirit of sound mind at the same time. You'd be thinking, but, but Nick, I got to get unstuck so that I can think clearly. No, 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 no. Because stuck is not a position. Stuck is a perspective. Think, think about it. Stuck is not a position, stuck is a perspective. Think about the first time that anybody ever experienced winter. Like, think about being one of the first humans, and you didn't know what seasons were. Like, so you experienced, like, all of these great seasons, like, summer, oh, awesome, sunshine every day, look how great this is, and then winter starts to hit. I mean, think about how stuck you would feel. Think about how it's, it's over. It's getting cold. All, this, all the rains turn into snow. We got feet and feet of this stuff. It's encroaching on our, on our living quarters. We can't function. We can't move. We can't do nothing. The kids can't get out of the house. I'm stuck. And yet there's somebody, there's somebody who says, look at all this snow. You know what I think I'm going to go do? I think I'm going to go get me a piece of wood and make myself a sled. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to get two pieces of wood and make myself a ski. I'm going to take something that should have been tragic and turn it into a thrill. You see, sometimes in life, stuck, stuck is not a matter of position. Stuck is a matter of, stuck is a matter of, of perspective. This is why you have to have sound thinking. Well, how do I get sound thinking? It's just like any other perspective. You got to choose it. What? Did you know one translation, so a sound mind, other translations say sound discipline. You know why? Because to have a sound mind, it takes sound discipline. Another passage of scripture says you got to take every thought captive. If you want to have a mind that thinks right, a mind that stayed on God, a mind that thinks above the storm, you got to take every thought captive. In other words, you're going to have to start thinking about what you're thinking about. When you feel afraid, when you, when you feel boxed in, when you feel tormented and can't sleep at night. You got you. What, what am I saying? I'm saying you got to say, no, I will not think like that. I will not think like that. I, I reject those thoughts. I reject those thoughts. I reject those thoughts. When you parent, you, your kid starts driving, you get afraid, you start visualizing them dying in a car. No, you take that thought captive. That is not a sound mind. That is not the spirit or mindset that God has given me. I reject that thought. Be because if you don't police your assumptions, your assumptions will overtake you. You understand this? You know, we talk about assumptions, but 
and we tell people, you know, don't assume. You know what you do when you assume. You know what I mean? You make a, out of you and me, you know, like don't. But the bottom line is you're already assuming. Because assumption is you trying to make sense of things that you don't know. And you can't stop that. You already do that. So you got to police what you're assuming. This is really the essence of faith. You know, that's what, that's what faith really is. And we're using different terms. We're talking about the same thing. What I choose to believe about what I don't really know for sure. Well, faith is powerful. Faith, faith is the way that you access anything as it pertains to spirituality. So what am I saying? You better pay attention to what you're assuming. This is why you got to police your thoughts. You got, you, got, you got to choose what it is that I'm assuming because it will attract or reject things that you want or don't want in your life. And, and maybe that's the reason why you don't have the life that you want is because you don't have a sound mind because you're assuming the wrong, you're assuming the wrong things. I got to choose what I, I got to choose what I assume. It's like if I were to tell you today, I have this friend and uh, he's not really a friend. I know this guy and uh, he, he stays home all day long. He sits on his couch. He doesn't work a job. People have tried to help him, but he doesn't. He sits on his phone all day long at home. He takes money from the government. And uh, anybody that we've tried to get to go and help him, he just says, I can't connect. They don't understand me, blah, blah, blah. So I'll tell you that about this guy, okay? Well, in your mind, you've already gathered and made assumptions about this person that I told you about, right? Based upon the information that you have. What I didn't tell you is, the reason that this man sits at home is because he doesn't have any family member and he's a veteran. He lost both of his legs fighting a war for your freedom. He struggles with PTSD. So he doesn't feel like he can connect to anybody. So what he does is he sits on his phone all day long talking to other people that struggle with PTSD, hoping that they can somehow help each other, that they can wrestle through the same pain that they're going through together at the same time. See, the problem isn't, the, isn't what you believe about what you knew. It's about what you assumed about what you didn't know. And the same thing is true in your life. Sometimes I think, we, you know, we wonder why. Why did this fall? Why did this relationship fall apart? How come things are like they are? How come things aren't? And, and I think that our, we overlook our assumption because we think it's no big deal because we're not calling it faith. It's just assuming. No, I'm going to tell you it's, it's powerful. You got to you got to you got to choose what you assume. I'm going to think the best. I'm going to think I'm going to think the best about me. I'm going to think the best about God. I'm going to think the best about around people. The best thing to assume about people. Let me just help you. Real simple. The best thing to assume about people is what you would want people to assume about you. How many times am I gutted, man, when I get baited into gossip? And I'm sitting there talking sometimes to my wife, and it's like, think about what we're talking about. And we don't even know if what we're talking about is even true or accurate. Sitting here gossiping about celeb some celebrity because we read something on Instagram. Would you want them to be doing about you? What if it wasn't true? And you couldn't control the information that got, what am I talking about? Those things, what if that's the thing that's keeping you from fanning your spark into a flame because you're not sober-minded. You, you, you gotta get your, your head right. Here's my question. Do you, do you have a spirit of a sound mind? Do you have a spirit of, of, of a sound mind? You take your thoughts captive and line up. I'm not, I'm not a victim, I'm a victim. I don't have to be like, I know, I know, I know what they think, but that's not me anymore. You hear me? I, I know, who am I talking to this morning? I know that's what my reputation says, but I got to get my operating system out of that pit. I know I was a drug addict, but that's not me anymore. So I'm going to quit talking like I'm an addict. I'm going to take that hat off and put a new sound mind hat on. I'm going to start believing. I'm going to start assuming new things about myself that I never would have assumed before. You have a mindset, spirit of a sound mind. Because here's what I've come to do today. Because God hasn't given you a spirit of stuck, because he's given you a mindset that can cling to love, that possesses power, and has the ability to think clearly, here's what I'm reminding y'all to do. I'm reminding you to look inside of your heart and to fan the flame to fan the spark that God has given you, to take that thing and not overlook it. You know what I'm asking you today? Are you fanning the flame? Are you valuing what it is that you possess or do you continue to overlook it because you just don't know what to do? The dangerous part when, when you get all up is you don't even know what to think anymore. I don't even know, I don't even know what I have anymore. Are, are you fanning the flame? You know the, the, 
you've ever been, you ever watched like a real, wild, like a survival show? Man, you know, we overlook this little spark, right? But you know what happens when you're in the wilderness and it's cold and it's foggy and you're going to die and you need a flame? You know what happens when they really get that, they start rubbing those sticks together and they, they get that first flame? Everybody's like, oh, fire! Oh my God, I got a flame! Right? And everything becomes about that flame. No, 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 back, back up, back up, back up, we got a flame. Don't, don't, blow, don't blow too hard. Give me, give me stick, give me stick. Give, give me something dry, I need something dry. What, what happens? You pay attention to it. You, you, you value it. What am I saying? The reason why you struggle to believe in you is because your mindset's wrong. You've allowed your mindset to be dictated and polluted by the ebbs and flows of society. <laughs> by the ebbs and flows of comparison. And you think because it's happening for somebody else, that means some, some, some way, somehow it can't happen for you. I'm here to tell you, you got to fan it into a flame. And you know what that means? That means sometimes you, it's the hardest thing is to turn the spark into a flame. That's the hardest part. Once it gets going, man, you just keep throwing logs on the fire. So many of you in this place have given up on the thing that only you can know what's in you. Like, your, I hope you're hearing what I'm talking about today. Like, your parents can believe in you. Society can believe in you. God can believe in you. But if you don't do nothing with it, nothing's going to happen. You know what happens when you first get that flame going? You start adding a little wind and you start adding a little wood to the fire. It starts to smoke. And a lot of times we give up on our dream because when we started fanning the flame, it started to smoke. <coughs> I don't know if it's, no, you got to keep going. You got to push through the smoke. Smoke is a part of building the fire. When it starts, you got you to push through. Sometimes, here's really what I'm getting at. You got you to harness what it is that you believe in. Because to anything in life, there's always pain. In other words, anything that you're going to work for, it's, it's going to take effort. There's going to be pain. There's going to be a little bit of, ah, I didn't see this coming. And I'm going to have to trudge through it. But when you have passion, the pain can be worth it. When you don't have passion, the pain, hear, you got to hear, hear, hear me. When you have passion, the pain that you experience, which is really just things not going your way, the pain that you experience is worth it. If you don't have passion, then the pain that you experience becomes a problem. This is why I say, are you fanning the flame? Because only you know what spark is on the inside of you. And it's probably that thing, you have these things in your life where they show up and you get going on them, but then you give up on them, you move on. And you're like just kind of minding your own business. And all of a sudden, just stuff comes back again. It's like fire shut up in your bones. You can't run from it. You can't escape from it. You know why? Because he's destined you for something authentic to you. Are you fanning the flame? Are you fanning your flame? It's easy in life to fan the flame that other people want for you. Try to fan somebody else's flame. Are you, are you only you know? Are you fanning the flame that's on the inside of your heart? You have an assignment while you're on this earth, and God cares about how you live it. Jesus says, I've come. Hey, let's think about this. I've come that you may have life, life, in abundance to the full till it overflows. He says, a better life than you ever dreamed. Not just talking about eternal life. He's talking about here on earth. This is why he says, I've given you keys to the kingdom. In other words, there's things that you should be able to unlock here on earth to be able to level up, to enjoy this life, to experience the gift that he has given you through this life. Yet, how many lives are you living like you have? How many times do you say, oh, next time we'll get to that? No, no, no. You get one ride on this ride as we know it. And then we go on to something else. Are you experiencing the gift? Are you experiencing the gift? By how? By fanning into a flame. I'm here to remind you today, because you have faith, you shouldn't have the mindset of stuck. So let me just encourage, can I take a second and just encourage whoever, I'm stuck. No, you're not. You're really not. And I'm here to tell you, this is not a message where, I sit, where you go out and you get a new job and you move your family across the country and you make big moves and you leave your spouse, you get new friends. No, I'm going to talk about that. The first hustle is an internal hustle. So you know where we all go from here? We go home and we say, do I have a mindset of love? Because I will never be able to believe in what God has put in me if I don't have a mindset of power. Do I have a mindset of power? When I walk into a room, is it just me and my authority? Or do I have an event? Is my mind locked in there? Because if my mind's locked in there, I'll begin to fan the flame. Do I have a sound mind? Where do you find yourself? Would you close your eyes all across this room?
God, in this brief moment, we're just going to take a second to breathe together. When we create space, you got to do this on your own. Like, this is more than just preaching in church. Like, you got to practice this on your own. Like, have these moments where you just sit and you open up your mind, take a deep breath, and you say, God, would you help me? Think through my thoughts. Help me to align. Alignment. I, I just, I believe, I haven't said this in any other service, but I believe that some of you, you're, you're in a season of alignment. Like, God is trying to align you. It's like a chiropractor. Like, life the, the, the movement in life in relationships, here's what happens. You just get out of whack. It's, it's a part of the experience. You, you'll know this. Your vertebrae gets out of whack, and sometimes you got to go and you get aligned. The thing about alignment is sometimes alignment is painful. So you may be going through a season where you feel, this just feels a little bit uncomfortable. It's, 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 it's not until your demise. No, he's, he's aligning you, because if he can align you into the position that you need to be, you can step into everything that you're called to be. You hear that? If he can, so, so don't fight the alignment process. Some of you going through things at work, going through things with family, and you think, oh, it's an attack of the devil. Sometimes it's just the Holy Spirit aligning things. And if you don't, see, the real problem isn't what you're experiencing. The real problem is what you could be experiencing if he didn't step in and align things. What if you had the courage to adjust your mindset? Adjust your mindset. God, would you help us cling to a higher perspective today? In the next few moments, as we wrap up our time together, would you minister to our soul, to our spirit, to our mind, to our thoughts, to our physical bodies in a way that only you can? Right where you're at, I'm going to ask Jesus to sing through something. Watch how this works. Watch how God ministers to you right now. Just right where you're at. Nothing deep, nothing spooky. It's just watch, watch what happens. Yeah. Why don't you just open your heart? Some of you, when I say open your heart, just breathe. Breathe. Relax. Relax. You didn't put yourself on planet Earth. Are you trying to act like you have to have it figured out? Trust, trust the one who has it figured out. God, help us to rely on your grace. Help us to rely on you to be led by your grace. I hope you hear me. It's not external toil. That's all good. But that will, that's only going to get you five to ten years of feeling good. If you want a lifetime of joy and fulfillment and happiness, you know where that comes in? Work, working on that internal hustle. Mindset of life, mindset of power, mindset of a sound mind. I see clearly. I think clearly. I don't get, get caught up in re relational turmoil and gossip and and just, oh, I don't get caught up in nonsense. No, 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 eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. God, we look to you. God, we look to you. Help us to pay attention. Come on, what's sparking in you? What's sparking in you? I know it's a little bit in your business today. What's sparking in you? Stop running from it. Stop hiding from it. Stop giving up on it. What's sparking in you? Fan the flame. I've come to remind somebody today because God has not given you a spirit, a mindset of fear or a mindset of stuff. Instead, he's given you a mindset of love, a mindset of power, an operating system that is rooted in a sound mind. And because of that, I dare you to fan into a flame the gift that he's placed inside you. Would you stand to your feet if you're comfortable with it? Can we just change our posture just to change our minds together? God, we look to you. God, help us. Help us to see that this is more than just an existence thing, that you have a plan, that you have a purpose. God, forgive us for giving up because we don't understand it. Help us to fan the flame. Help us to fan the flame. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Burn like a fire. Hear this. It's got to echo and reverberate your soul. Hear it. 
in the flames. Yeah. Higher and higher. Don't let what you're feeling inside of you breed frustration. Higher let it turn into freedom. Let it turn into freedom. Let it turn into what don't let what is burning inside of you breed frustration. Let it turn into freedom. Fill the flame higher and higher. Think about that. Don't allow the, 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 the spark that's within you to create frustration. As many of you, it's almost like you're haunted by it. Get out of my mind. I'm too old for that stuff. No, no, no. I'm saying allow that flame to birth freedom. See, the thing about freedom is a lot of times freedom in the beginning feels like bondage. It's like discipline. Like when I, when I start going to the gym, when I start going to the gym and I haven't been to the gym in a while, man, that don't feel like freedom. It feels like bondage. But sticking with it, what does it produce in my life? It produces freedom. So, so in your life, rather than yielding to the frustration, say, no, I'm going to start fanning the flame. If that means I have to put my ego under as I make bold, as I go within myself. Here's the, here's the hardest part, guys. You know what's hard about the internal hustle? As you find stuff out about yourself that you don't really want to know about yourself. It's easier to be a busybody and look at everybody else's stuff and laugh at their stuff and all oh, how dysfunctional they are. You see their family, you hear what they're going through. But when you have to time out and look within yourself and realize, oh, dang, that's me. That can be, but that's, that's where the battles are won. So many people are so focused on winning the battle that they end up losing the war. What am I saying? Sometimes you gotta be willing to dig deep within you and not look for temporary gratification on the outside when it seems like everybody else has experienced success and doors are opening for them. Sometimes it's just, uh-uh, I'm going within me because if I can ever get it right within me, I know it's about to unlock some things outside of me. Fan the flame, fan the flame. How? Hustle, where? Outside? No, inside, inside. Internal hustle, internal hustle, internal hustle. Spirit of love. It starts where? Not, not with people first. It starts with you first. Spirit of power. There's a seed of greatness. You're not chasing greatness. It's not the book that's going to unlock the code for you, y'all. It's within you. And when you realize that it's within you, you, you operate in a different grace and a different rhythm. And then God can use the external things to bless you. A spirit of a sound mind. Think clearly. Assume good things. You never lose. When you assume good things, even if you're, you never lose. Because assumption works like faith. It brings good things to you. One more time with your eyes closed. Drew, Drew sing it. Let the words get anchored into yourself. Because you're leaving this place. I'm not going to see you for a while. So you need to get this like resonating in you. Resonating in you. Fan the flame. Fan the flame. Think about the words. There's, there's a seed he put in you. I've come to remind you today, it's still there. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how many years have passed. I don't care how many times you've given up because it seemed like you fell flat on your face. It's in you. Fan it to a flame. I don't care how simple it is. I don't care how simple it is. I don't care if people would mock it and say, really? That's it? I'm telling you, fan the flame. Fan the flame. Fan the flame. Fan the flame. fish was made to swim, so why are you trying to run? A fish was made to swim, so why are you trying to run? Don't try to fit into the mold that society fits for you, places for you. You hear me? Well-meaning people, well-meaning system, it's all, it's all good, 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 it's not a bad thing. Because for many people, that's their thing, but for a lot of people, 
but there's certain people in here, you just feel like an outcast. And it's not that you're an outcast, it's that you're so authentically crafted by God. You're so special. I want to talk to the outcast. You're not an outcast. You're just extremely, extremely specialized to God. He made you something so unique that a lot, a lot of people haven't seen it yet. So when you tell them about your dream, they laugh at it. It's okay, man. It's okay. And it's nothing bad on them. They just don't get it because they weren't made for what you're made for. If you're called to swim, swim. If you're called to run, run. If you're called to climb, climb. If you're called to jump, jump. If you're called to sit down, sit down. Whatever it is on the inside of you, fan the flame. Because your mindset has the ability to be different. Don't give in to an ideology that tells you you're stuck. You're not. No. He's with you. All across this room, you've never made a decision to place your faith in Christ. We believe that this life is one experience, but we believe that we spend forever somewhere in heaven or hell. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. So if you want to make a decision today to put your faith in something bigger than yourself, we believe that something is someone, and we believe that his name is Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to do so. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer out loud. In fact, we're a family, so nobody prays alone. I'm not going to try to talk you into it. I believe your heart. God put a seed in you, and it's resonating with you today. Would you pray this prayer out loud? Can we pray this prayer out loud together as a family, even if you prayed it before? Let's just mean it. Let's remind ourselves what we're anchored in. Say this. Say, Jesus, today, I believe in my heart, and I say out of my mouth, you are the Son of God. I believe that you lived for me. And I believe that you died for me. I believe that you came back from the dead for me. So today I call you my Savior and I make you my Lord. Help me to live the life that you made me to live. Say this, say, help me to get my mind right. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we celebrate with you. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 